Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 20 of Geeking with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I'm a geeky mom. I run a geeky podcast. I should say I run a geeky podcast. I run this podcast and I solo do another <laughs> podcast about Game of Thrones. Uh, and I also write for the Geek Embassy. I'm joined by fellow mom Regina McMenemy, who is head geek at the Geek Embassy. It also does her own podcast. How's it going, Regina? Good. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, you too. And we're joined by Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of EngagedFamilyGaming.com and is eating hot wings. Stephen, <laughs> put down your hot wings. How are you? I'm hungry. Okay. I'm good. How come you didn't mention how many podcasts that I do? Because <laughs> I lost track. You don't have enough time. <laughs> yeah, we don't podcast. have enough time. <laughs> I do two. If you lost track on the way to two... Um, well, wait, you do three. It's at least three. Yes. I mean, three, though. Yeah. Oh, you're not going to count this one. Oh, okay. I, Thanks, Neither. Well, <laughs> yes, she did. Yeah. All right, never mind. So I did three, <laughs> soon to be five. Soon to be five. Okay. <laughs> Who are you joining? Or are you starting a couple new ones? Um, well, one of them is really just going to be a method for us to produce more reviews. I'm actually starting a podcast that is only reviews with me and a kid talking about a game. Oh, okay. Um, sometimes it will be my kids. Sometimes it will be others. Um, it's not going to be on a regular schedule or anything, but it's going to be like when we have stuff to talk about. And the other one is going to be the audio version of a video um, that that I'm going to be doing with uh, Rob Collegian from a pawn's perspective. We're going to talk about board games on Kickstarter once a week. And we're going to do that live on Facebook, but we're going to capture the audio and turn it into a podcast. Uh, uh, cool. So Very soon to cool. be five. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope everybody had a good new year. Ours is off to a little bit of a bumpy start, but it'll be all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't really want to go into that. that. Literally a bumpy start. Literally. More than a bumpy start. <laughs> it was funny. Um, so my husband was in a car accident. He's completely fine. Um, he was a little sore, but other than that, completely fine. But he calls me and like we have this thing where the first thing, if something bad happens, the first thing we say to each other is, I'm okay. okay right. <laughs> and then, and he's like, but I got in an accident. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, well, how, he's like, I got to wait for the police. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, are you going to be able to drive home? And he's like, no, it's new, <laughs> it's new car time. And I was like, okay. And then he sent me a picture of the car and I'm like, oh my God, like I could see that the airbag went off and everything. And when he told me about it, like um, he, the car spun like more than 180 when he hit, he hit a truck. It wasn't his fault, but he hit a truck. The truck had like, a little bit of a dent and right. our car just totaled spun around. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts, but it was not his fault. This person turned left in front of him. Oh. Yeah. I was actually thinking about him as I was driving home because I knew I was coming <laughs> to talk to you and I had seen the picture of the damage yeah. and I was like, okay, if somebody were to turn left suddenly in front of me right now, like <laughs> I'm going 40 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, is that my car has been, I mean, it's okay. It still runs and everything, but it's been having kind of problems here and there. So we had both, without talking to each other, had both been thinking about um, buying a new car, getting rid of my current car, and passing the Prius down to me. Um, we had both been thinking that, right. like, just hadn't actually said it. Um, but yeah, no, that's not going to happen now. No. <laughs> so, anyhow. So how about you guys? <laughs> How's your new year so far? <laughs> I had to buy a new car uh, because my uh, tire on my red car blew out on the highway. <laughs> okay. Good times. Good times. Um, yeah. I did not 
get hurt. Um, but good. I had to call my wife while I was trying, like I had to call her while I was riding the rim in downtown Hartford, Connecticut to get to the parking garage. Cause there was no other way to go. Mm. Um, then I was like, well, honey, um, I'm going to change this to the donut when I get out of work and then I'm going to come home and I think we got to buy a new car. <laughs> and we did. So I picked it up yesterday. All right. New cars. Hooray. Um, don't, don't be contagious. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Although my husband drives, I call it, I call it his hoopty. He, he argued with me that it wasn't a hoopty. And I'm like, it's like a 1990 Jetta. Oh. Like he's owned since it was, you know, he bought it new or whatever. So he's like the sole owner of it. And I'm like, but it's like, it has like the crank windows and it's got oh, a wow. player <laughs> and like the, wow. you know, top, the, the, the roof fabric is starting to fall down and it smells <laughs> kind of mildewy now. And I'm oh, like, no. <laughs> I don't know that you can get away from calling this a hoopty. Like this is the hoopty of all hoopties. And so, so, oh, that was even before the new body style. Yeah. It's like the boxy one. Yeah. His looks, his literally looks like one of the original Transformers. Yes, like exactly. The yes, there's no, yeah, it's old. It's, it's old. It's, yeah. it's in, it's, it, it could go away. And it's it lived a good life. It has lived a great life, but he is just like, and I can't drive it. It's a standard and mm. I can drive standard, but he's driven it for so long and he's so much taller than I am that the clutch only catches at like the very very tip of it <laughs> which is like six inches longer than my leg is so like yeah. I'm in there trying to get it to go and i'm like this is impossible so i don't even try to drive it so um yeah so if that were to go away that would be all right <laughs> yeah. all right with that one yeah not a lot going on <laughs> i nope. mean I expected there to not be much going on like through the holidays, but I thought at least something would be happening, but there's really not. Um, Sony has announced some new uh, PlayStation 4 uh, numbers. They have now sold 91.6 million consoles across the world. Uh, So yeah, that's a lot. Um, and uh, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. That's a lot. I mean, they've been dominating um, this generation, obviously, yeah. even though uh, Microsoft doesn't officially, you know, release numbers. Um, there's no reason to believe that they are selling more than the PS4. Um, if they but, were, they would tell us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Really what it comes down to. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. So. Um, so. I mean, I don't even know what else to say about that. I mean, <laughs> well, okay, well, let me, but to put that into context, okay, that what 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 number did you say? You said ninety, ninety one, ninety one million. Yeah. Um, the Wii, which is currently the fifth best selling console ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking, we're getting into like bananas time. Yeah. Um, the Wii is uh, at about one hundred one. Mm, okay. So we assume that the PS4, um, I, I mean, I think it's safe to assume. I'm not a betting man anymore. Nicole ruined that. Um, <laughs> however, um, I would assume that there is no PS4 this year. Um, which you mean PS5? PS5 this year. So yes. thank you. Yeah. This is definitely going to be PS4 this year. That's a thing. <laughs> it's not canceled. Um, so uh, I don't think there's going to be a PS5 this year. No. And I'm fairly confident that the, that the PS5 isn't going to come out like January 2nd of 2019 either. No. Or if, they had, if they had anything on like a distinct date set for that thing, they would be at E3. Correct. Um, or if the date was in 2019. Yeah. Right? Like, even if they didn't know exactly, but it was definitely coming in 2019, they would have been at E3. And, and I agree with you on that. Yeah. So... That means that we've got another full year of PS4 sales and probably another half a year. Now you got to assume it's going to die down at the tail end, but yeah, how many people wait until the very end? Like this year, this, this cycle, um, I think there's still a lot of people that bought Xbox ones 
that would love to buy a late game PS4. You know, maybe they were all in on Xbox for as long as they could. And then towards the end, they're like, hey, I'll buy a $200 PS4 Pro. Yeah. And Spider-Man and all the Uncharted's. I mean, that happens with every generation. There are people who just wait. Um, And so I am absolutely convinced, you know, that it's going to leapfrog the Wii probably by June at this rate. Mm -hmm. Um, And, um, you know, at the very least by the end of the year. But I think June isn't even a conservative estimate. Um, And so then we're talking about, like, I mean, the DS Lite and, you know, like we're getting into crazy territory. Now, the best selling piece of hardware ever is the PS2, which went to Mm -hmm. 150 million. Yeah, I think that that's a hard sell for the PS4 just because so many people because the PS2 was a DVD player. Like there are a lot of people that bought it because it was a cheap DVD player. Yeah, Um, it also didn't really have a ton of competition at the time. No, True. I mean, it, I mean, look what it did to the Dreamcast, right? Like, yeah. the competition was the Dreamcast and, and what the Sega Saturn, right? No? Yeah. No, like Sega that. Saturn. Um, but still, the Dreamcast, and it just destroyed it. It kicked it in the face yeah. repeatedly. Um, so, I think these are really great. Now, what what gamers should th- take um, when they hear this is good news, right? This means more games. It means games coming out for the PS4 longer. Um, You know, one thing that a lot of people get scared of is they think about, okay, so the PS5 is coming, that means no more games. Um, And that's just plain not true. Um, You know, the, this generation was different because the PS4 and the Xbox One just went bananas right out the gate. But that's because Mm -hmm. the, the, the cycle last time, the PS3, the Xbox 360 was almost a decade, right? Like it was huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, um, it, so everyone was hungry. Now, like the next leap, I don't expect it to be that fast. Um, yeah. Largely because it's hard to be that fast, right? right. So, um, so that means there's going to be a lot of companies making cross-generational games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, and there's going to be a lot of companies, especially indies, which are some of the better games out there, really, um, are going to be putting games out on everything. So yeah. if I a PS4 now... Or if you're thinking about buying a PS4, even this holiday, you know, mm-hmm. I'm talking holiday 2019, that's fine. You're still going to get a couple of good years of new games coming out of that system because mm-hmm. there's just so darn many of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Case and I mean, cool. and even still, Sony. Yeah, exactly. Uh, because uh, God of War 2 was a PlayStation 2 game and it came out, I think it was after the PS3 yeah. launched. So, Yeah. I mean, case in point, they still put out games, first-party games for the 3DS. Right. And that, I mean, that's <laughs> next week. Next week, if this yeah. week, is um, the a new Mario and Luigi RPG. They could have just put that on Switch if they wanted to, but they didn't because <laughs> of the install date. So this is good news for gamers. Yeah. More consoles, more games, all good news. So. Um, one other gaming thing that has happened um, in that uh, the best writing nominees for games in 2018 have been announced. And I'm going to preface this by saying that the only games that can be nominated are the ones where people have joined the Writers Guild of America. Um, but uh, pretty good lineup here. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Batman, The Enemy Within, Episode 5, Same Stitch. It's a long title there. Is that the Telltale one? It's Batman one? Is it? Yeah. Am I wrong? Okay. Um, God of War, Spider-Man, and Pillars of Eternity 2. So, um, those are going to be given out. When are those going to be given out? February 17th, during the Writers Guild Awards. So, it's not just game that are, um, you know, happening on that, that awards date, but that's going to be movies and TV, too. So, um so that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm. I would say God of War is probably going to win. Yeah, I think. I think yeah. that's pretty much a given. God of War is really good. Yeah, and we yeah we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. Yeah. So really, that's like 
Oh, Stephen, you you had mentioned something about Magic: The Gathering. I was gonna say there's nothing to talk about more in games, but oh, I mean, really, the only thing I mentioned is if you, if you like Magic, you're already in on this um, because it's spoiler season for the next the next Magic set. Basically, every night at midnight, some outlet that covers Magic: The Gathering, be it a podcast, an influencer, or what have you, is announcing a like exclusive card. It's like a tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Mothership Wizards also puts, you know, their individual writers and designers all put cards out. So this is like Christmas for Magic players. It comes four times a year. <laughs> and Regina knows because the TGE, uh, like the TGE Plays Slack channel is just bananas yeah. because we're just talking about it. Whereas otherwise it's always dormant. Yeah. yeah. We're about magic, so. no, no, I know that too because my phone keeps lighting up with Slack notifications. <laughs> And I see like uh, hashtag TGE, TJ, TGE plays at Steven Dutzman, and I just sit it down. I'm like, that's not important. <laughs> wow. 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 I mean, you're not, she's not wrong. I'm not important. Um, yes, right now, and probably for the next week, I believe, all magic all the time in the TGE plays thing. But that's because it's magic. It's magic season, it's a new set. Yeah, no, um, no. I know you're not the only, you know, huge magic person on there. So I'm I am not. There are, in fact, three. That's why I do it. Because um, <laughs> I can only text back and forth with my brother so much. So I need <laughs> fresh perspectives, other dorks to talk to. Yeah. Grab both our, our giant dorks. Now about <laughs> Literally, there are conversations happening right now. Literally. Yes, they are. I just got another notification. Um, as we're recording, yeah. <laughs> we had talking about Game of Thrones, and Steven's just going to stop listening and just start responding to all those. Right. Yeah, there's nothing because the the cards that were spoiled today have already been spoiled, so there's nothing oh. new. Nothing new for you to talk about because it all happens generally around midnight. So, like, I'll if I'm awake at like 11:50, I will a hundred percent wait up the, that 15 minutes, whereas normally I wouldn't. Mm. Um, because I'll wait to see them populate on one of the spoiler sites. And then I go to sleep, and I know when I wake up, there's yeah. going to be two or three more that trickle in. It's, it, it is um, the only other kind of thing that, that kind of mirrors this type of kind of hype cycle is like showing the released characters for a fighting game. Mm. You know what I mean? And we didn't even get, and like, we got that with Smash when it was released on Wii U, right? Like, they gave us the trailers, and slowly over time, all the characters came out, and that was really hype. Um, it happened for Mortal Kombat, too. Um, mm-hmm. This time with Smash, we didn't get it, because they just told us everyone was there. And, yeah, there was a little bit of a trickle, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of of a bummer. I really like hype seasons, where they just, they're like, all right, every week, we're going to tell you this thing, or every day, we're going to tell you something. Um if, even if you don't like magic, it's kind of interesting because mm-hmm. it's just super hype. Also, the art right now is just so on point. Yeah. Um, I, every once in a while, I'm like, hey, honey, come over here. You've got to look at this. And she's like, whoa, that's gross. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, magic does have kind of mixed depends, aesthetics. It, it depends on the setting. Yeah. Right now... It's well. We talked about this during the the uh, Geek Embassy end of year stuff. It's Ravnica, so it's right. the different guilds, and one of the guilds is is all about um, pleasure and pain, mm. <laughs> and and a performance aspect of it. So, right. and they have a card called Drill Bit. Just guess what that one's all about? Yeah. Not what oh, you think. Oh man, it is. it's not that. It's not that. It's <laughs> not that. But I showed my wife, and she was like, "Oh wow, that's gross. That's pretty intense." And I'm like, "Yeah, not, I guess that sets it's it's interesting reviewing it from a family perspective." <laughs> yeah, like, I was just gonna say, like, you know, there are kids that play magic, so none of them are like the thing is, like, as someone who plays, like, once you look at the card once, there comes a point where you just stop seeing the card. As oh, okay, the yeah. Art. Right. Like yeah. I stop seeing it and it just, it becomes an icon as I play through it. So I, I, I think careful examination of cards can be problematic at times, but their job is to make something that's thematically appropriate. Um, they have gotten better. I mean, there were cards with like pentagrams in them back in the day, like they've gotten better. Um, but you know, 
there's demons and zombies and you know like they're gonna make demons yeah you that's know. not i wasn't thinking about those things but any but like you know that's because duolingo keeps trying to make me translate happy swords and high valerian so. <laughs> oh is that a euphemism i thought they were talking about is that a euphemism i don't know it's i i can only imagine that the, the developers that put this thing together I I hope that they were doing that on purpose and that's that they aren't just so out of it that and this was multiple times this wasn't like just once and of course there are funny things that you have to translate because it doesn't to teach you the words or whatnot but happy swords came up multiple times does that phrase come up in the actual game of thrones text though no (laughs) i don't believe so um it's been a long time since i read the books but i think that's probably something i would have remembered um (laughs) that phrase if, especially if that phrase was used as a uh, euphemism i think you would have remembered it yeah 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 no yeah um all yeah, right so the brothels like i feel like it should have been on the menu the happy swords yeah. <laughs> movies and tv uh since we're already talking about game of thrones game of thrones news has been hitting big time uh, starting on Sunday, which was the Golden Globes. Maybe we should talk about the Golden Globes. Yeah, I was actually really going to bring that up. Oh, okay. Because I don't watch the Golden Globes, I but uh, I was on Instagram and HBO. I saw the HBO trailer, which I, obviously they probably aired as a commercial. Yeah. Um, and then I saw, I was like watching it and I'm like watching, watching, watching. I'm like, oh my God, that's new Game of Thrones footage. And I just like <laughs> flipped out i came to my pc to watch because um i didn't know what the talking was going to be like and anna was around um but yeah so so there's new game of thrones footage season eight there's not a lot there's a couple things shows sansa and danny being a little pissed at each other yeah a little Um, attitude on both sides there yeah Yeah. very very cool Um, yeah we sort of um we sort of predicted that a little bit but um like i said on i did a um a quick episode of geeky thrones girl just quick take on that footage um and one of the things that i said there is that it's so cool to me that game of thrones is being set up as a power play between three women yes like you know Jon snow is technically king in the north well he's not anymore because he bent the knee but he doesn't count (laughs) he doesn't count (laughs) sanso is the one who's been ruling the north so um I just want that on a t-shirt. Jon Snow, you don't count. He doesn't count. (laughs) He doesn't. He has been like so not a factor in anything in this this past season. He's just, um, I don't know. He lost everything when he died, I guess. I don't know. The the seed. seed. (laughs) I almost have my theories solidified almost mm-hmm. almost um i there's just one piece that i just can't figure out yet as i'm i'm you know i'm re-watching them so i can record these uh, geeky thrones girl episodes right. there's just one piece that i keep coming back to that i can't make a prediction mm-hmm. on but um uh but anyhow so yeah so there's new game of thrones footage it's part of an hbo sizzle reel type thing yeah um, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on HBO now. If you don't care about all the other stuff, the Game of Thrones stuff starts at the 32nd mark. Um, and let's see, what else? So there was the HBO boss. He was a CEO or whatever. Yep, CEO of HBO told people during Golden Globes party that he has seen all of the episodes minus any CGI and says that it's like six movies which is super cool. Like each of them is going to be like 90 minutes long right. or more. Um, and he saw them without any CGI, which is nuts. Cause that means he doesn't see the dragons, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, not seeing the dragons is, you know, it doesn't yeah. even count. <laughs> so, um, because those are going to be obviously a huge role with this huge war coming out. Um, but and then also the prequel, um, there been some stuff going on about the prequel. They got some more casting um, announcements. 
including a director announcement. Now, what I heard, I can't find where I read it. Um, yeah, here it is. So um, the, the person who's directing the pilot episode of the Game of Thrones prequel is also the person who is supposed to be directing um, Star Trek Four of the reboot and apparently that um deadline the outlet deadline is saying that star trek 4 has been shelved um and that's why she was free to um to do game of thrones well we know chris pine was giving them a hard time yeah about negotiating stuff so i wonder yeah. if they, they couldn't get him to that could be to play nice so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they can't very well do that without him. No. Um, so I mean, they can't uh, have another Captain Kirk, right? Yeah, it just <laughs> it just wouldn't work. Um, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's not like Batman. <laughs> 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 How many different people have played Batman? Like six, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, a, a bunch of them. Yeah. A bunch, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, so yeah, there's more. Um, more cat. I don't recognize any of these people. Um, apparently, somebody was in Fantastic Beasts, um, Crimes of Grindelwald. None of these names sound familiar to me, but they're really um, they're lining up this cast, um, which makes it seems like there's going to be like it's going to be a good ensemble, like Game of Thrones has been. There hasn't right. been really any single main yeah. character, yeah. so. Um, so yeah, so that's exciting. So I've been flipping out. You talk about like a spoiler season, but like Game of Thrones hype season is full underway now. So we're just going to keep hearing stuff um, from now yeah. until April. There will be a full trailer at some point. I don't know um, how long we'll have to wait for that, but that will definitely be coming. And then I'll really flip out. Um, <laughs> they, well, let's think about it. So we've got, so the... New season starts what end of April? April. Right? We don't have oh, a they date just yet. April. They just said April. All right, so let's say the middle of April, just because then it splits the difference, right? So we have yeah. basically three months, ninety days, because yeah. we're already in the middle of January, basically. Yeah. So I think that um, probably right around Valentine's Day would be a good time. Mm. Yeah, I was right. trying to remember how long before the season started last time that they did the trailer. Um. But yeah, oh man. I mean, alternatively, do they? Here's the other theory: Do they need to release a full trailer? They will. I mean, do they need to? Probably not. No, but I mean, just <laughs> it's gonna. I mean, that'll. I, it'll just drive the hype up even further. I mean, everybody's hyped all, as it is. So I think what they're gonna do is like HBO is very good at doing stuff, and they, I haven't seen them start this right now but i have a feeling it's coming where they have lots of interviews with the actors that are trying to throw you off what the real story is yeah um, yeah where they, they like bait you like they did with john snow when he was dead or whatever yeah. and all that yeah yeah so we haven't seen a lot of that i expect that to be happening <laughs> very soon yeah. um so but i don't even know like there there's nothing going on like well, I guess you could say the stuff of the, uh, about this season is who's going to live and who's going to die um, would probably be the big things. But um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, the media tours got to start soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so expect lots more of Game of Thrones hype. <laughs> As many, I recorded um, the episode of Geeky Thrones Girl this morning, and I used some of my High Valyrian. Nice. Recording it. That's uh, awesome. It's so, so lame. No. It's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> all I did was hello and welcome. I do. I know more than that, but that's all that I could work into. Uh, I think hello and welcome in High Valerian is, is perfectly appropriate for yeah. yes. your for the opening for your podcast. I think yeah. you need to say goodbye at the end. Oh, right. well, I didn't think about saying that. If well, you're I, say, do it. I say Dracaris at the end, and Dracaris actually is a High Valerian word, so... Which funny right. note, funny aside note. So there is a professional linguist that developed the entire language for High Valyrian and Dothraki. It's the same guy who made them. And he actually was mad that George R.R. R. Martin used the word Dracaris um, as the sort of, you know, key to the dragon to let out the fire because it is not consistent with any other sort of language, um, whatever you want to call it, like, trying to write a language with that meaning what it 
meant it was extremely difficult and that's a linguistic thing that i don't really understand but i read that 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 the linguist who did it was like irritated <laughs> that he couldn't you know he had to work around that word basically um right. when putting together the language so it's fascinating stuff one of my friends on facebook asked me if i was going to learn dothraki now and i was like Maybe, but Duolingo doesn't have Dothraki. There's a book, um, which I could yeah. buy. And I'm like, well, I, I feel like I should maybe kind of use Duolingo to learn a useful language. <laughs> um, you're you're a Game of Thrones. Hold on. I, I, my <laughs> counterpoint, you're a Game of Thrones content creator now. Oh, right. Learning the languages of that world. That's like, yeah, that's that, cool. that would be like if you're a Star if, Yeah, I mean, if you're, that'd be like if you were a Star Trek fan and you were learning a language and you weren't learning Klingon. It's like you, you may as well freaking well. So, right. um, no, I fully support you learning stupid BS languages because <laughs> it's important. I mean, you do, especially since you do an audio podcast. I mean, yeah, I mean, opening and closing and segueing with those things, it makes total sense. I think okay. it will be interesting to see how much of it you retain when you watch it. And how you're like, oh, I know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I have been rewatching, and I did because I did my last story for the Geek Embassy on that scene right. um, <clears throat> when Daenerys, um, quote unquote, the, buys, the steals the Unsullied. Yeah. Um, and I'm able to to catch some of it, like mm-hmm. um, like like I like I just got I just got to the part in Duolingo where they taught me Unsullied, um, mm-hmm. the Dovagetti. Um, and I was like, man, here we go. I'm learning important words now. Right. <laughs> Instead of stupid stuff. Like last, last night I got a sentence that was like, the masters are admiring my grape. And I'm <laughs> like, I'm like typing this in. I, I like it was in High Valeria's asked me to type it in English. I'm like, I got to be wrong about this. There, there's <laughs> no, I have to be wrong. But then you hit the check button. And it's like, you are correct. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wow. What's a, yeah. what a great a euphemism for then? I don't know. Like, the word is pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, yeah. you know, and it, and it makes sense to learn, like, swords and knights and all right. that kind of yeah. stuff. But I don't understand right. why grapes are part of it. I don't know. Maybe it's a wine connection. Although I haven't learned the word for wine yet. So mm. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, um, we're getting a little off track here. Um <laughs> Yeah, so there's a there's a new Captain Marvel trailer. I was sort of surprised that there was another trailer. There was just one a couple weeks ago. Was it just a couple weeks ago that there was the first one? Um, so it's cool. I mean, it doesn't really tell you much of anything else. It's got some funny bits in it. Um, which uh, she smiles. Yes, I haven't watched it so. Yes, but there was the big thing that she needed to smile more and. There's yeah. more of um Isn't that the big thing always that she needs to smile more? Like and yeah. that commentary always comes from the same people. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Which is why yeah. she went in and photoshopped smiles on all the other male superheroes. <laughs> nice. Which is pretty hilarious, especially yeah. like the Captain America ones with like this big cheesy grin when he's in the middle of like this. They're, they're hilarious. Yeah. No, there's there's more interaction between her and uh, Samuel L. Jackson in this trailer, which is very entertaining. Um, so that is coming in March, March right? Yeah. It ultimately, um, I think it ends up being the same amount of trailers as normal. I oh, think okay. The key is they just couldn't tell us much until after, um, like, Endgame was announced, right? Like, they had to be very oh, okay. limited far as like they couldn't tell us much about what she was doing until like they had a very careful plan because she's going to be part of the next movie and they can't really tell us how so um i'm excited to see how they pull this off yeah me too it's Um, like so many different storylines diverging from each other and coming together and well I i don't know if you guys saw this but polygon put up a post today uh that was uh, they went through all of Marvel Comics history and found every time they used the term M- the term Endgame as the name of a comic series as a, as oh. the name of a comic, mm-hmm. um, and every single time it was the end of one arc that didn't close off completely. It just restarted another one mm. every single time, um, which I think is really interesting. I mean, obviously 
that's kind of what's going to happen. So it fits. Yeah. Because we know that they're not just going to end the MCU. Like, duh. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but we know that this is supposed to be like the beginning point of phase five. So, or are yeah. we in phase five? No, we're in phase four right now, right? I, have no, no, no. I can't even remember what phase we're in. There's yeah. going to be, in like, you know, 10 years, there's going to be like kids doing college dissertations on all this stuff. <laughs> Did you guys see, the, I think I posted it, I can't remember, but uh, some kid in like a, it looked like a college classroom setting, um, did like a presentation like, oh, on, on Wakanda. Like and his teacher real. didn't didn't know. That yeah. It was, <laughs> that was so hilarious. I can't believe I have never heard of this place. Tell me more. And like, all of his classmates are like giggling. And like, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like laughing and trying to cover it up. And somebody's, and the person who was, you know, recording it was like vi visibly laughing because like yeah. they kept shaking the camera when he's like, yeah. oh, yeah. And so Chadwick Boseman is like brought attention to Wakanda. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and here, here's the Black Panther. That's the yeah. national anth animal. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, yeah, that was hilarious. Oh my god, <laughs> kind of illustrates how little people understand and know about Africa. Like, I think that's yeah. kind of one of yeah. the. I think that that's more, the big thing. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the the. It's almost yep. like the point. It's like you just yeah. kind of lasered in on it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, you could, yeah, you could take a fictional land and somebody would be like, oh, okay. But, you know, they also did use a lot of, like, actual African tribal stuff yeah. and you know, uh, uh, tribal garb and all kinds of stuff in Black Panther. So yeah. it's like, yeah. Listen, it's believable if you're willing to just try. Yeah. I, I, I at one point, I want to laugh at, I wanted to laugh at her. But the other point is, like, at some point, like you're either cynical or you're not, right? right. And so she's clearly not yeah. cynical and trusted that he yep. wasn't going to make fun of her like that because right. that's yeah. really what he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he's not the hero in this story. It's just funny. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Oh, I hope he failed. <laughs> yeah. As a teacher, <laughs> I, mean, I hope she caught wind of it or somebody, you know. Well, in. she's bound to have. It's been all over Facebook. Like, right, I don't, yeah. I don't think she's like that separated from everything. I'm sure that you know, even what? if she's not on Facebook herself, she's got right. friends that were so. But it does, sir. But it does prove a point. <laughs> but yes. I think she trusted. I mean, she trusted him, and, yeah. and I, I would probably be the same way. Like, I would not. You know, obviously, I would know what Wakanda is, but. I would trust my students to at least not make fun of me like that. Maybe yeah. maybe it's because I'm not jaded in that way. <laughs> I don't think my students would make fun of me like that. Your podcast co-hosts. However. <laughs> totally different. Yes. Totally different. And my friends and family, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see what else here. So I, I just thought that this was funny when I saw it. Not necessarily really anything to talk about, but there's going to be a Barbie movie. <laughs> sure. You know what? Here's the thing, though. Barbie um, I bet it's not going to be bad. Yeah. This is the thing, right? Like, if it's got a good director, Barbie is just legally blonde. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's a there, there's a million ways they could go that it would be super terrible. But there's also a million and one directions where they could go and it could be really interesting because the reality is Legally Blonde could have been a Barbie movie. If they made that a Barbie movie, literally, we would have, I mean, nobody would have really questioned it, right? Yeah. Like, and that plot wouldn't have been changed one minute if her name was Barbie. Yeah. So, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm not going to go, like, see it, but or maybe I will. <laughs> maybe it'll be, like, this really, like, subversive comedy. Like, that's the other thing, we could, you know? I'm really curious who they're going to get to play her, though. Um, I think they's where I oh, did they announce the it? Yeah, I'll do the um, I just saw that it was announced. I remember that it was it was someone unexpected that I thought. Um, oh, Margot Robbie. Yeah. I mean, okay. Does she so, play? Wait, does she? Is she that's Harley. Maybe Harley. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's okay, Harley Quinn. So get the arguably the biggest young actress on earth. To go, okay, yeah, at, like the peak of her young career to be arguably the biggest female icon 
on Earth. Like, yeah. Barbie is huge, for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with it. It's just surprising to me because it's like, you know, like it, yeah. it's an interesting casting choice, not because she's a bad actor or whatever, but like the thing that she has known for most recently is for being this deranged psychopath. Right. And now she's going to be Barbie. Like, I, well, that's what was surprising to me about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they could take Barbie in that direction, but <laughs> with that said, um, if you read the, um, the post from IGN, the uh, the movie was the, so the movie's already been written or at least is in the process of being written etc. It originally was going to star, um, crap, Amy Schumer. Oh, um, and she dropped out because of scheduling conflicts. Also because she does not sell movies. She should just right. sell comedy. She's not a movie person. Right. Yeah. yeah, she's Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers was never a movie person either. I don't know why. Yeah. But Amy Schumer should do television. I don't know why she doesn't do television, but yeah. whatever. Um, and then it was Anne Hathaway. Oh. And now oh. Margot Robbie. So, like, um, I it, it feels like maybe this movie is, like, generally in form. Like, this is what we're going to do. And then maybe they'll – maybe they're kind of changing it a little bit based on the act. Because a Barbie movie starring Amy Schumer would be very different than a Barbie movie starring Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Uh, I would presume it would be a very different one um, starring Margot Robbie. So I'm guessing that it's going to be kind of on the nose. I can't imagine this is going to be like a literal, like, for children, like, celebration of the toy. My presumption is that this is going to be something a little bit more heady, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm in. Um, speaking of news that was just announced, um, Jay and Silent Bob are uh, being rebooted, and they started uh, pre-production the other day. Oh, really? That. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Is it the same actors, or do they have somebody yes. else doing well, it? Well, oh. the same actors are involved. I don't know how they're doing it. But oh, okay. They okay. could do it. I mean, they still look exactly the same. <laughs> the two actors look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so... Kevin Smith, I forget the other guy, Jason something. I don't remember. Um, I was never crazy into Jay and Silent Bob. Like, I was like ah, they're you're, okay, but. That's because you're, you're allergic to fun. We've been over this. Yes, yeah. Um, uh, I think rebooting those two characters in 2018 or 2019, like in the modern era, really funny. Yeah. Those two characters, just replacing them now would be just, God. Oh man, especially since it's a reboot, right? Like uh-huh. old stuff didn't happen. Like when they fought Mark Hamill with right. bong lightsabers. Yeah. Like my God, I took my wife to go see that movie. <laughs> Needless to say, she was not impressed. Oh man. Um live that down that I made her go see. Jay and Silent Bob strike back. <laughs> oh. oh man. Okay. Um, so is that all it for movie TV? Oh, I, the one thing I was gonna say about movies was uh for the Golden Globes. Oh right. Those things. It, yeah, I mean I didn't <laughs> those things that were the I don't really for the Game of Thrones shop. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was just gonna say that Into the Spider-Verse won for um Best Animated. Right, yes, I did yeah. see that. Which yeah. is an absolutely outstanding movie. I can't remember if we we didn't talk about it last time because we were talking about favorites, but I got yeah. I went to see it. It's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Super good. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, okay. Then, that was it. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to that because I was so oh, excited okay. for them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Nothing okay. else about the Golden Globes. Like, yeah. Although training. there's there's one funny thing not having to really do with, um, the like the actual awards or movies or TV or anything, but there's apparently the um the red carpet event or whatever was sponsored oh, yeah. by Fiji Water, yeah. and there's the Fiji one Water. girl, <laughs> she's in like all of the yeah. celebrity pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so she's hilarious. just getting 
like a tray of Fiji water, but she's like looking directly in the camera. She's yeah, like she's got different poses, and yeah. she was just totally photobombing the whole thing. Yeah, and um, and I guess Fiji has like totally latched onto that and yeah. been, like spreading it viral. It's so funny because there was a post on um. Uh, scary mommy that yeah. just showed all of the pictures and yeah. I'm like this is amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and then I saw some, another friend of mine posted an article about it and said um how many cosplays of uh Fiji water girl are we gonna see oh, oh my god so many so many <laughs> it's just gonna be like the thing I mean it's super easy get a blue dress and that you know brown wig yeah. or brown, have brown hair or something and a tray with Fiji water on it I mean yeah it's just perfect but then they could photobomb everybody else cosplay pictures like yeah oh no this is gonna be a meme for this yeah. is gonna be bigger than left shark <laughs> <laughs> oh man books and comics i finished uh, a book last night did i finish it last night last night or the night before it's called born B-O-R-N-E. It is written by James Vandermeer, who is the author who wrote the Annihilation series. Um, the Annihilation books were okay. They were really kind of weird. Um, this Born book is much more coherent <laughs> and easy to read. Um, I thought it was it was really good. It's post-apocalyptic kind of weirdness going on. It's pretty original. Um, so Wait, uh, Original post-apocalyptic stuff? Yeah. Wow. I mean, the post-apocalyptic with a, um, there is a, a, a person who has been turned into a giant bear, uh, and he is basically right. destroying the city, and he has uh, little proxy bears that, like, worship him and, you know, hunt down people and whatnot, and there's, um, there's this crazy person who uses biotech and she calls herself the magician and it's all kinds of craziness. It's not your run of the mill, like nuclear disaster, post-apocalyptic oh, thing. It's really bears. interesting. Magical <laughs> bears. Sounds it's like a gay it, bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was super good. It was, it was really, and it sort That's of has awesome. this sort of underlying um, theme of uh, questioning like what, is or isn't a person like sort of personhood because it's about this um this creature um who the main character names born who basically she's basically has to teach him um almost like he's a child because she gets him like when she's tiny and he grows and grows and grows and he can mimic other things and you know he keeps asking like if he's a person or you know things like that and um it was really good i i really liked it i highly recommend it um so uh, it reminds me your description of it at least it's triggering uh, the metamorphosis for me yeah yeah a little bit like that yeah, yeah. That's kind of the argument in there is what makes us human or whatnot yeah yeah, yeah. so it was really good totally recommend it cool what about you guys um Nothing. i i wait hold on i was dealing with children arguing about pizza <laughs> okay you know if you're gonna argue children. about something no, listen, there's plenty of more important things to argue about. So I, I'm reading a book called The New Childhood. I actually brought it. Not that mm -hmm. anyone that's listening can see. Uh, it's called <laughs> The New Childhood by Jordan Shapiro. Uh, Jordan Shapiro is, um, I'm guessing Regina probably at least knows of him. Um, he's a He works for the uh, Jane Cooney Foundation, mm -hmm. the people that made Sesame Street. Right. Um, and so this is a book that it's, a, it, it is about, um, like childhood and how the digital age is affecting it. Um, but from an optimist's perspective, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, he's basically describing more or less, um, he is kind of responding to kind of a pearl clutching against screen time, et cetera, mm. by saying that all of the complaints that are levied against screen time um, are coming from the perspective of um, encouraging behaviors and cultural norms that don't exist anymore. Mm. Mm, yeah. um, in fact, I just read a passage that I thought was super interesting and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on it is the idea that, um, he doesn't, he actually believes that technology is 
not only not something we should worry about destroying the family, but he actually feels that technology is responsible for family time um, by nature of the fact that like, it is in our house. That's yeah. for sure. Well, he's not. He's talking about even historically, his family oh, okay. units used to families historically yeah. didn't have private family units, fam, private family time. They yeah. would go to gathering places and they would go out and yeah. they would be well, a family amongst other people. And then when the radio happened, you would have family time sitting around the radio, radio listening to yeah. fireside chats or whatever. Well, I mean, it's just, I mean, it goes back to the fire, right? Like the campfire was the first gathering place, which mm-hmm. was technically one of our first technologies, right? So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it, it's really interesting. Um, this is what I would say. I would say anyone who is struggling with ways to articulate the way you feel regarding your family's use of technology, um, I think this is a worthwhile read. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're stuck in that debate um, and you're really needing some other ways to help defend yourself, or maybe you're just interested and maybe you're conflicted internally, you just want to hear an optimist view uh, because he really does take the um some of the pessimists and you know some of the people that are you know kind of strongly against it um and he really does kind of piece by piece provide i'm about a third of the way of the book so far but he's already you know i've been nodding and you know um you know vocalizing my agreement while reading which i don't typically do um so yeah it's called the new childhood it just came out um Mm. and it's very very interesting Cool. I'm going to try and get him on my podcast. That's cool. That would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I might might check that out because I find myself in arguments sometime. It, um, it, I think that's the big thing. Like, because you already have your opinions and you're, you know, you're strong in and you know how to argue. But I think, um, and also you can, you have the benefit of being the mom who can just say, shut up. This is how we do things. But um, I think it does, it would help provide just some of those other arguments or help you tear yeah. down some of the other negative stuff. I think it's a really interesting book. Um, can't wait. I can't wait to finish it. Yeah. I see um, some of my friends. I mean, I don't really have arguments with my friends so much, but some of them do post sort of alarmist type um, articles on Facebook yeah. and mm. always yeah. makes me, always makes me angry. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, my God, this is tearing our children apart. Yeah, there is this. And it's going to be this. And I'm like. There was one um, article. It was on the New York Times. It was on New York Times or Washington Post or one of the big places um, talking to parents specifically in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Did you see that one? And that they don't let their kids use anything. And so you should go to their lead or whatever. And the the woman who's married to a game developer who doesn't want to let her kids play games. I'm like, how long is that marriage going to (laughs) last? Like, seriously? How could you be married to somebody and have like just a fundamental problem with what it is that they do for a living? You know? Fun fact about that article. Um, I actually was at the Connecticut Forum um, you know, a few months ago and they actually uh-huh. had their big tech conference. And that's something that article actually came up and they had three uh-huh. people there. You know, one guy is a tech pessimist um, who is, you know, and then there's lady that's kind of in the middle. And then there was the, the editor in chief of wired magazine was there. Mm. And um, that article came up because they got to the questions and obviously that article will continue to circulate forever. Um, And the guy who was a pessimist, he wrote the book, 10 reasons to delete your social media accounts right now. Like that's his jam. He's like, no, I know some of the people that are Silicon Valley because I live in Silicon Valley. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I know those people and they're all really quick to tell you that they don't let their kids use technology, but none of them can explain why. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I'm, I actually kind of believe that it's like, OK, so you're so deep in it. You don't. So the fact that they don't let their children use technology is not an indicator in and of itself, because if someone was like, I don't let my children bathe, we wouldn't ask them, you know, we would want to know why, right? Like we wouldn't just be yeah. like, Oh, they don't let them bathe. So, you know, so um, not to, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Um, the, and that's what was so frustrating is that just because they work in Silicon Valley doesn't mean that they like are privy to some like 
they would be privy to specific, like very, like, oh no, we're specifically designing these to addict your children and mind control them. And if that was actually the case, you would think that at least one of them would say it. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, we know what we're doing and we don't want to do that to our children. One of them would have said it. No one did. And no one has. Um, And so, and I I get that thrown at me a lot. My issue is, I mean, I think I... I kind of attract those arguments by nature of the fact that I talk about it and I run a website about children playing with games. Um, But I have a problem with where a lot of my parents' friends, whenever I am in a debate with them about anything, will bring up video games as like, oh, by the way, I know more than you um, about this other topic because you're an idiot that lets your kids play video games. And it's like, throw it out there. And it's like, come on, like, argue with me about politics all you like. Because maybe I'm wrong, maybe. Probably not, yeah. but maybe. Don't step into my world because I'm infinitely more well-read than you are. <laughs> and um, also, like, I'm in it. Whereas right. you probably don't know what an X button is. So, like, yeah, you know. But anyway, I, I don't want to derail the whole reading conversation. But it's um, it's a very cool book. Um, and it's it's already, I've got like three more books that I have to buy because of this book. Because uh, cool. it's referenced a few of them. So, yeah, very, very cool. exciting. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up then. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions, comments, or any other feedback, you can send an email to geekingmoms at gmail.com. That is also our handle on Twitter. And we have a Facebook page, as noted at the top of the show. I have a solo podcast all about Game of Thrones. It's called Geeky Thrones Girl. Uh, it's home is anchor, but you can listen to it on pretty much anything. I actually get most of my listens on Spotify. I saw on anchor today. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, so I've been going um, episode by episode, um, giving you a quick rundown. Um, if you don't want to watch the whole episodes, you can, uh, you know, the whole TV episodes, you can listen to my podcast and get all caught up uh, in much less time. <laughs> and it would t- <laughs> then it would take you to watch the whole thing. <laughs> yes. And, and you don't have to deal with all the uncomfortable um, brothel scenes. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I have an Instagram for that account where I'm sharing a bunch of stupid Game of Thrones memes and I follow all the actors on there and I'll be resharing everything, all the stupid stuff that they post. Um, uh, you know, Jacques and Hagar was like in, Austria or somewhere who was on like a skiing trip and he posted a bunch of pictures of him skiing, which I, I don't know. I just found that funny. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, you know, that these people are not their characters, right? At the same time, <laughs> just think about Jacques and Hagar skiing. It's just, anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyhow, um, my handle on Twitter is at Nicole Tanner. Um, Regina is a head geek at the geek embassy and host of the game on girl podcast. What do you want to talk about, Regina? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I really am gonna start making content. Like I swear, my <laughs> life has like leveled out now. <laughs> the holidays are over, and keep an eye on uh, Game on Girl on the Go, which is my anchor podcast, um, and keep an eye on the regular Game on Girl feed because um, I'm going to be emailing people about doing interviews again like i'm going to do this <laughs> i've been talking about doing lots of things in the semester that almost killed me that thankfully didn't um and we're for the embassy the geek embassy we're pulling together some new content we're going to try to get monthly episodes of the geek embassy watches together um trying to decide right now if we're going to do we're going to continue with our like single um topic episode so where we talk mm-hmm. about just like one movie or one tv show or if we're just going to make it a watches where we talk about like what everybody's watching mm. so we're kind of uh thinking about that right now um dante who's the host for that piece uh just moved he just got a new jo- job at the university of oregon and he moved to eugene this past weekend um so he's like i'm committing we're gonna get some stuff going so so there's lots of good stuff that's coming we're just yeah. all like up right now and nicole is thankfully reorganizing and getting a schedule together for us because not my strong suit (laughs) obviously (laughs) okay um steven is editor and founder of engaged family gaming what's up at efg steven um we are uh 
full on into week two of our uh, community manager being on break while he takes a very important um, t- some very important time off to study for a test. Um, <laughs> so I'm somehow going to manage without him, although I think I might break apart. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to keep on going with the podcast. I'm still doing the EFG Daily Commute. I actually just recorded a podcast today where I talked about my experience with my second switch. Um, and if you want to know a spoiler, it was not great. And I called Nintendo and I used my big boy voice at a Nintendo customer service representative. Um, oh. And for me to be angry at Nintendo, things got real. Um, so if you're interested in that, um, you can go to engagefamilygaming.com slash commute and give my anchor podcast a listen. Um, I, I don't want to make promises, but I'm teasing a very, very big change to engage a family gaming podcast starting this week, assuming we can make it all happen. Um, where I have a new guest host, be a permanent host, kind of a big deal for me. Um, so hopefully that'll happen. If not this week, next week. Also, I register for Toy Fair and I'm very excited because I'm going to Toy Fair in a month. Hopefully. Cool. cool. Well, lots of stuff. Just, yeah, just never enough time. Right. Never enough time. Um, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thanks so much for listening and we'll be back with you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.